Hi, and welcome to A's Plus, the San Francisco Chronicles podcast on the Oakland A's and Major League Baseball. I'm your host, Chronicle A's beat writer Matt Kawahara, and our guest today is Josh Harrison. Harrison made a quick impact for the A's after being traded over at midseason from the Nationals. We'll talk about the flair he plays with on the field, his transition to the West Coast, and how he's built a career as a super utility player in the majors. That and more now on A's Plus. Josh, thanks a lot for, for taking out the time. Um, obviously, you guys are kind of coming down the stretch here with uh, three series left against Houston and, and the Mariners. Given where the team's at right now um, and how that's, this last season win against, uh, series win against Seattle, what's, uh, what's sort of the approach for these last nine games here? Um, nothing's changed as far as preparation. Uh, Got to worry about today. Um, obviously, we know the situation we're in, you know, what's transpired, you know, over the past week or so. But, uh, you know, tech, we're still in it, man. And um, can't look too far ahead. At the end of the day, you know, whatever happens is, is going to happen. But before that happens, you know, you got to take each day for what it is. And we got a chance today against the Astros to take game one of a series. You got traded here midseason. And, uh, I mean, you're from Cincinnati. And you played your entire career either in the National League or East Coast teams. How much of just a transition was this for you to come over and, and join this team? Man, I, I don't I – don't, I honestly don't know if words can really describe, um, you know, just everything that happened, how quick it happened, and um, I mean, you go from being on one coast to the other coast, and uh, I mean, baseball is baseball as far as, you know, you got to go out and you got to perform, but so many other things that, you know, I don't want to say I'm still trying to get adjusted to, but, you know, major adjustments was, you know, my routine as far as getting to the field, where the training room is, um, just stuff I got to do pregame to get ready. Like, everything is different on top of uh, learning a new organization, new coaching staff, philosophy. Granted, I play how I play where I am, but, um, you know, I I still want to get a feel for, you know, the guys that are there and, you know, how they operate, do things, because I want to come in and and blend in and help any way I can. So, uh, you know, it's been tough. Um, Being away from my family, three-hour difference is tough, you know, having a call before the games and uh, not – you know, having anybody talk to after games, that's a big adjustment. Um, having kids, uh, you know, it's that's been the toughest part for me. Playing baseball is something that I love to do, you know. So regardless of where I am, I'm going to have fun. I'm going to enjoy it. But, uh, you know, there, there's some outside factors that, that have definitely been an adjustment. Baseball is a game of adjustments. How quickly did you sort of get a read on, on this group and, and what sort of impressions have you made just of this team over the couple months? Uh, I was able to get a pretty good read my, my first week here, man. Uh, you know, guys, they play hard, they have fun, they like each other. Um, and when I came in, you know, they welcomed me with open arms. I, you know, I knew a couple guys from playing against them, uh, a couple guys I played with. So, you know, the transition wasn't as bad because I wasn't coming to a clubhouse where I didn't know anybody. But, um, you know, not being too familiar with the West Coast, you know, I, I see why, you know, they've had success over the past couple of years. Um, you got a group of guys that believe in each other, that believe in the system, and, uh, you know, play for each other. And at the end of the day, when you know the guy to your right and your left has your back, um, you know, it's, it's a good place to be. Have you gotten a sense of the Bay Area, of Oakland, of West Coast kind of stuff? Yeah, but not really. Um, you know, it's been such an adjustment that it's kind of been, you know, stadium and, you know, go back to the place and back. Um, haven't really had too much time to explore. The times that I have explored, I, I've kind of gone and just got some necessities, you know, maybe like a light jacket. Um, you know, the off days that we've had, I've kind of, you know, just kind of used them to, you know, let me try a local place for lunch or something that's that's close to where I'm staying or whatever. But, uh, 
you know, I, I didn't really have much of a chance to try too much because I was also, you know, if I don't know my way around, I'm not just going to go to just random spots. Right. So I kind of went to a couple places that guys suggested, and there are a few good spots. You find any place good? Uh, me and Jan went to this place, I think it was called um, Pedro's Brazil Cafe. Okay. Um, it's pretty good. Um, went to a place... Uh, Man, it was a pizza place. I cannot, I can't remember the name. It was like one of our first weeks here that we were gonna go to. I think it was Angeline's, which is like a Louisiana place, but it was, uh, it was like a 45-minute wait. So we walked down to some pizza place. I can't even remember. But uh, you know, the Bay Area is different. Cool, um, nice weather. Um, you know, so a little different from where I've been. But uh, you know, it feels like these five or six weeks have gone kind of fast. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned you play the way you play, wherever. And I think one of the things that's really resonated about you with uh, Ace fans since you've come over is just the style that you play with. Um, I mean, you can tell you lead off a game with a single and you're like high-stepping around the base and high-stepping back into the base and then doing the way out of the wave thing. Um, how did you sort of just develop your playing style? Um, where, where does that come from? Just me, my personality. Um, I'm the youngest of three. I got two older brothers. Um, grew up watching them play, obviously. Uh, got an uncle that played in the big leagues, but um, I've always been a guy that no matter what I'm doing, I try to have fun. And you know, I get a chance to do something that I love at the highest level. It doesn't mean that it's not challenging. And um, even when it's going rough, it's been rough for me the past couple games or so. But when it's baseball, you know, the greatest in the game struggle. And, you know, as, as part of it. But uh, one thing I can control every day is bringing my energy and having fun. And, you know, results are going to be whatever they are. You're going you're gonna to have streaks where you go well. You're going to have streaks where you go bad. But, uh, you know, if I, if I can keep myself in that mode of having fun, um, you know, it gives me a little bit more grace period before I get too bad. <laughs> what would you, who would you say were maybe the biggest influences for you when you were getting into baseball, first getting into baseball? My family. I started playing at three. Um, you know, my mom was my first coach. That's the only way I could play is if, if she coached. Um, I was the annoying little brother. Um, so a lot of us just riding, riding my older brother's coattails. I don't want to say riding their coattails. I was you held your own. younger than them, but, you know, I I tried to soak up everything I could because they, they were... I'm not being biased, but my brothers, they were legit in all three sports, football, basketball, and baseball. So I was the younger brother observing. I, I was able to pick from both of them and kind of blended into my own style. How much older were your brothers? In? Middle brother's four and a half older, and oldest brother seven and a half. And had, had your mom grown up playing sports, or did she just take it upon herself to sort of coach you? Uh, so, no, my dad coached us all growing up, but being three, my dad was already coaching both of my brothers. So for me to play t-ball, my dad couldn't coach t-ball because he was coaching my brothers. And I really wanted to play, and it was like, if you want them to play, you have to coach. So my mom coached. That's really she cool. Was my first coach. I was three. <laughs> uh, I, I saw a story somewhere where like you used to practice hitting by uh, rolling up a piece of paper into a ball and trying to hit it with a fork or something. Apparently, we'd be at the dinner table and I'd have a fork and I'd have my brothers throw, you know, a piece of paper, whether it's you know from the straw or a napkin. I'd use the fork as a bat. Oh, like a really, really tiny piece of paper. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really remember. You gotta have my brothers tell you that, but. I, I would I would assume I'd be at the table with a fork and yeah. a napkin or a straw. Something. That'll really test the hand-eye coordination. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta develop that somewhere. Yeah. Did you uh, did you play other sports growing up too, or was baseball always kind of the one for you? Um, we, me and my brothers, we all grew up playing football, basketball, and baseball. Okay. Um, I started I played all three from the age of six. And how did you kind of gravitate towards baseball? Baseball was always my first love. I played at three and uh. It was in my family, but honestly, I think I just, 
It was meant to be for me. You, you let them tell it. Came out the womb swinging a bat. Um, I said I played all three sports, but I was just very observant. I was I was ahead of most kids my age because, I mean, my older brothers weren't taking it lightly on me, so when I got around my peers, I might have been small, but, I mean, they were smaller than my brothers. So, you know, me feeling like, oh, I mean, I, I play against my brothers. I, I wasn't intimidated or anything playing against my peers. We'll be right back with more with Josh Harrison after this. And remember, you can access all of our A's coverage and more with a subscription to the San Francisco Chronicle. Go to sfchronicle.com slash pod. That's sfchronicle.com slash pod. One thing that you've sort of, I mean, what has been a big part of your career is just the ability to move around and play a bunch of different positions. Is that something you've always done? Did you do that when you were a kid, just move around the field? I played shortstop growing up. Okay. It wasn't until I got to college, my freshman year, that I bounced around. Um, I'm an athlete, though, but, but like I said, I'm also observant. So just because I was playing shortstop doesn't mean that I might not have, you know, paid attention to guys playing third, second, left, center, not to be like, oh, I need to watch them, just watching them. So when I got out there, just trusting my natural ability to do what I do and, I mean, work during BP, that's, that's kind of how I just got good at it and obviously repetition. I was going to ask just what's the key to, to being able to move around the way that you do and how did you, how did you learn to do that? I'll be honest. Um, I've told people this before. So what, what I do is almost like a gift and a curse because I remember when I first started doing it 14, I think I was like the only one in the league. And it shows how versatile, you know, a guy can be and it can help a team. But I, I've been around some people that, or, or teams where they might have tried it with a guy that, you know, it was tough for them. It, it, it kind of, you know, I don't want to say made them lose their way, but you got to be careful to who you do it to because some there's some infielders that can't play the outfield um, just out of they're not used to the you know the, the ground they're not used to the land and it's like that's a lot of real estate so they're like uh, that that communication with the center fielder or infield like there's a lot that goes into it um, not just playing the position other things you know knowing where to be to back up um, knowing certain situations say okay I'm not gonna throw this ball home I got to keep the double play intact. Um, so just all those things, um, along with a lot of repetition, but um, it's, it's not easy, man. Yeah. But I, I do get excited seeing other guys do it because that's how I got my first opportunity. And I've always been a firm believer that while you may settle in at one position in your career, that might not be until later in your career. I had to bounce around before I was able to settle in. So the more that you can do, the better. But um, you know, it's it takes some work and. I mean, I, I was fortunate enough to do it in college before I got to pro ball, so the transition for me was not that bad. There's so much, like, shifting around, especially on the infield now and different positioning and stuff like that. Does that make it easier or harder when you move around? Tougher. Just because depending on shifting and positioning, it can be kind of hard to communicate, especially for a guy that's playing a position he's not used to. Um, the shift changes everything. Cuts, relays, who's covering what, steals, double plays. So I'm not just saying filling a position. There's so many other things that go into it that is like, for some people it can be a lot because there's already a lot of information. And a lot of it is, tell people if, you, if you're a guy that's a utility guy, work at you know the positions, but when you're out there, if I'm gonna go play center field, I'm not gonna go try to play center field and be Andrew Jones or Ken Griffey Jr. Like, don't get me wrong, them dudes play center field well. Like, those two guys that you would 
but at the same time, I'm gonna be me out there. You know, I trust my ability, know certain plays to, you know, cut off in the gap or if I want to dive, but all of that also comes with repetition. Do you feel like the league is more, or I guess values utility players more now than when you first started doing it? I think that'd be a question to ask the, the league, but I, I would say so. Um, considering where we are too in 2021, you look around the league, regardless of what it is, injuries happen. I just think it gives that much more, I don't want to say security, but security for a team where, you know, this guy has to miss two or three days. We got a guy that we can put out there for two to three days, or if it's a week, um, you know, you, you, you got a guy that can, can fill in a position and, and, you know, the team doesn't feel like they are counting on somebody that, you know, wasn't in big league camp or that may not be ready. And not saying that, you know, they're the best option in left field, but for that time being, you know, if you're a guy that can bounce around, it provides days for guys that might be banged up. It, it provides, you know, depth off the bench. As you mentioned, it's the American League, but being in the National League, you know, double switches happen. Um, you know, defensive substitution. There are a lot of things that you can find your way in the game to, to help help a team, you know, go to the playoffs, win a World Series. There, there are so many things that a utility guy can bring apart. It used to be utility guys just, you know, they could play, but they couldn't hit. And now it's like, no, this guy can hit and he can play a couple positions. Like, this is a guy that's, that can bounce around and he can, you know, give keep guys fresh, but we can keep him fresh. And, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a good thing for a team to have, but it's got to be used correctly. And I think teams are starting to get to the point to where they know that, okay, for longevity of careers, you know, some guys are banged up. We play through things that, you know, we probably shouldn't or, or we could use a day here. But, uh, you know, it just provides that much more opportunity for, for that guy to, to get in the game where you're a second baseman, but, you know, second baseman is an all-star. You might have to play three years playing second, short, third, left, right. Yeah. You, you never know. Not saying you want to be traded or that guy, but at the end of the day, what value you bring to the team, you know, that, that's what you got to be ready to do. There was, a, I think there was going to be a lot of question league-wide just how players were going to return this year after the short season last year and just physically how much of a grind it was going to be to come back and do this full season. You've put together a really good season start to finish. What's been the key for you to do that? Health. Um, for me, I've always said as long as I'm healthy, I, I know what I bring to the table and I know teams do as well, but at the same time, you know, you, you have a couple injury seasons down production, they're going to go off of what they got. And my last real productive year was 17. 18, I started the season well, but injuries, broken hand, pulled hamstring, played on it. Um, you know, so it's been four years removed since I've been able to play at this level consistently. Um, been a lot of, I don't want to say learning curves this year, but I mean, adjustments I've had to make through the course of, you know, a full season. Last year was 60 games. That was my first healthy season in four years, and it was 60 games. So coming back to this year, realistically, I've tried to treat it as this is my first full healthy season from spring training to finish. And, and just maturity, knowing how to take care of my body, listening to, to what I'm feeling, getting with the training staff, the coaching staff, and being smart, man. Longevity is what it's about. I've, I've put my body through the ringer. I've played through things that, I mean, I don't want to say if I could change it, I would, because I learned a lot of life lessons from it, how to listen to my body, and that's why I, why I am where I am now. But, um, you know, I, I, I probably could have given myself some more time in some situations, but I mean, can't change the past. Do you feel like 
in that sense, you, you sort of proved something to yourself then over the course of this year, just uh, being able to kind of return and play at this level, or was there never really a question that if you were healthy, you would be able to do that? There was never a question. Um, and, and I've always been a type to say I don't do things to prove people wrong. I always do it to prove myself right. So you asking that question actually is like, that's a question I appreciate because most people ask the question, how does it feel to prove people wrong? And I've always been a type that I don't focus my energy on proving people wrong or what they think or believe because I'm in control of what I do and how I react. And if I'm in good health, I know what I bring to the table. And like I said, I've always, you know, proved myself right. It just took four years, but at the same time, I knew I had to be healthy. Uh I mean, looking ahead a little bit, obviously you guys still have uh, a few series left, but you've been through free agency a few times and you're headed there again. Um, how much, what, what's just the value of, of the year that you had kind of setting you up to, to go through that, um, that process again? Um, each year is going to be different. I, I remember 19, my first year was waiting around. When I signed, that was the only offer I had. That was the first offer I got. And it was games that already started in spring training. Um, and then the following season, you know, Coming off of surgery, I knew I was going to have to sign a minor league deal with the Phillies. Signed there. COVID happened. Spring training gets shut down. Go to summer camp. I don't make the team. I asked for my release. Sign with the Nationals. Um, get there. And I think I played 30 games out of the 60. And, you know, it's a good welcome back for me coming back from surgery. But, uh, you know, coming to the spring, it was just a matter of D.C. saw something last year, which my, my whole thing was let me get somewhere, show them healthy. I know somebody's going to see value, and D.C. saw that, and it, and it showed this year that, you know, I was able to be healthy and, and help produce. Um, things didn't work out there, and, you know, they gave me an opportunity here. That's all you can ask for. Last thing, just what's, uh, what would you take away most, I guess, from, from the time that you've had with the A's so far? Obviously not over yet, but what do you, what's your main takeaway from this? It's a good question, and I don't know. I, th I think I'm going to still need some time to think on that. There's, there's been a lot. Um, these guys, they're a good group, man. I, even though I've been here five, six weeks, when, when this season's all said and done, it's, it's going to be a season for one for me to remember due to everything going on. But these dudes are going to have a, they're going to have a special place in my heart, man. They're funny. Like, I did not know what to expect coming into this, this team, just you know, not knowing. And they're, they're a fun group, man. They, they, they really made my time here. You know, being away from home, being away from family, like. A lot of guys definitely, you know, in the same boat, but, you know, they made me feel welcome. Well, Josh Harrison, thanks so much for taking out the time. It's really been, uh, really been a pleasure. Thank you. Our thanks again to Josh Harrison for joining us today on Ace Plus. Our producers today were G. Allen Johnson and King Kaufman. We'll be back with more soon on Ace Plus. Thanks for listening.